Yo, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Fastest 40, episode 16. I know we took a little hiatus there for a minute. Trey and I, we need to reset a few things. But we're ready, we're ready to get back into it. Uh, my name's Dan. You know me. I got my boy Trey over here, as always. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. We're pretty juiced up to get back after it. Um, looking forward to some off-season talk here. We got a little NBA and a uh, little Royals here. So let's get after it, Dan. Yes, sir. Let's get hyped. 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, You know I could run the fastest 40. Fast, fast, fast. Heard about it, now they asking for me. Got it, now they asking for me. All right, everybody, we're going to get right into these pre-game stretches. They're going to be brought to you by CS Designs. Now, Corey, I want to give him a quick shout-out. Congratulations for the new opportunity with Bass Pro Shops. He's going to be doing big things there, but, uh, you know, that just lets you all know that he's a professional. You know, at the end of the day, he gets he gets the job done, and he does it well. Uh, you can check out some of his work on Instagram, at CS Designs Official, or check out his website so you can reach out and, you know, give him some feedback on what you're looking for with your brand. And uh, he'll make it a reality. That website's www.coreysandersdesigns.com. Uh, he really can do it all from web design to, to just graphics in general. Um, he'll make sure that he puts everything together the way that you want it to be put together. So, uh, again, at CS Designs Official, www.coreysandersdesigns.com. Awesome. So, first stretch, first stretch of the day, the match. We know that's been scheduled for July 6th. We got Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson teaming up again, going against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Now, the fireworks have been on full display with Brady, you know, putting out Twitter shots. You've got uh, the DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka rivalry that's kind of been spun into this. And then Aaron Rodgers is on Hawaii vacations with Miles Teller yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while, while all of this is going on. Um, you know, we watched the first match with. Uh, Mickelson and Brady, of course, and then Woods and Manning, right. which Tiger and Peyton won the won the match. Um, but that was just a classic case of nostalgia, and I'm I'm kind of eager to see where they continue to go with this. Absolutely, this is exciting. I think, and I, I, I this this might be something that's already going on here, but like a celebrity golf tournament that's like not, and not that I'm against like a golf tournament for a cause, right. But, like, let's have a golf tournament that's, like, random draw. You get your teammate. You go out there. You golf. That would be fun to watch. Like, everybody would tune into that. Absolutely. And Baseball I mean, players, you know, hockey players, whatever it may be. We're bringing fans from every corner <laughs> of the sports realm, right? And everybody wants to watch this shit. And there's got to be a time of the year where it makes the most sense, like, where, you know, there's not an overlap in all these different sports, right? Right. Like, I don't know. All Star Break in July just seems perfect. I for was about to like say this. July. Yeah, perfect for something like this. The Chiefs, or I'm sorry, NFL. <laughs> I'm all focused on the hometown team. The NFL, you know, they're in the off season. The NBA just ended their season, and baseball is obviously taking a break. Right. So is the NHL. Yep. So I mean, you've got <clears throat> a, a large pool of really high caliber athletes you can pull from, and I know Steph Curry's going to golf. 
Yeah. You know, Patrick Mahomes will be out there. He just had a golf tournament in Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah. So, I mean, 100%, that'd be exciting. And pair him with professional golfers to boot. Yeah. I'd really do some. Yeah. Or, or the pro golfers are their caddies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would, just to see the chemistry play out on that would be funny. Absolutely. Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley, they agree to a boxing match. I'm really excited to see this guy get his ass kicked. Which one? <laughs> Jake Paul. God, he, Tyrone Woodley can't do it, man. You don't think so? No, man, not in the boxing ring. I'm tired of these MMA and wrestling guys going into the boxing ring. Drag his ass into the octagon and put a whooping on his ass. Tie his ass on pretzel and bang on his head <laughs> off the mat. Give That's him some what hammer he needs. fist. That's yeah. what he needs, man. That's 100% what These he needs. boxing matches aren't getting it done. <clears throat> I, I, I honestly don't find a lot of uh, joy watching boxing. You know, it's not my favorite. It's honestly kind of like NASCAR. Like NASCAR is cool when all the cars are bumping and you know <laughs> there's wrecks and shit. Right. That's like boxing. Like you watch you watch the highlights the next day on ESPN of the knockouts. Of the knockouts, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or the knockdowns. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. So I mean, that's my view on boxing. But like I said, I'm tired of these uh, these wrestlers because we're on a trend now. Wrestlers, Tyron Woodley, wrestler at Mizzou, right, was a bad dude in the UFC. Lost five in a row now. Uh, he's a wrestler, and then Ben Askren was a a, a gold medalist. Oh yeah. And he um, looked wrestler. like a so, big melted ice cream cone. No shit. He looked <laughs> bad. So uh, let's get somebody some real competition in here. I'm sure one of the guys that are like itching for a belt in um, the boxing the boxing sphere. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, those guys would be willing to put a hurting on this dude. Or they might be scared to, you know, lose to some <laughs> some Joe Schmo, but well, I know he's been dodging some other boxers. Like I feel like that Ryan Garcia kids challenged him a couple times, and um, it's it's really just coming down to he wants to fight a UFC fighter. So it can, he thinks I don't know if he thinks it's going to make him look like a badass or something. But yeah, I it, think it's, it's part the, of it. the technical standpoint. You know, really what you were hitting hitting the nail on with is that it's just two different styles at the end of the day. And I think if anyone can get it done, it'd be Tyrone Woodley because he's in shape actually and he's actually fought someone before the last two match uh, three matches this guy's had has been against another youtuber a five foot eight basketball player yeah. and a 38 year old wrestler who you know looked, looked like, like a slouch yeah so i'm 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 just excited to see the highlights i'm not going to actually tune in for this live no but i'm excited to see the highlights and hopefully he's bouncing off the canvas yeah i hope so too because i'm a big tyron woodley fan He's yeah. a bad man. He was yeah. a man. He was a bad and he's dude. From a Mizzou guy. Yeah, Mizzou M-I-Z, guy. yeah you know? he's a hometown guy. Yeah, um, but we do have Mayweather um, and Paul this weekend on yeah. Sunday. Um, so I mean, that's another one I'm not gonna watch. I watched the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and that's literally the last box- boxing match I watched. And that was probably <laughs> seven years ago. Maybe. That was a, yeah, exactly. Maybe it was. In, I was actually just talking about this in the office the other day. Yeah, so um, I mean, I'm not gonna tune in for that, but I'll watch the highlights the next day. You know. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, this fight here, Mayweather and Logan Paul, the older brother, um, they agreed to no judges, so there's not gonna be any decision made. Right. It's strictly, you know. If there's a stoppage because of an injury or if there's a knockout. And then they'll go the full rounds if none of that happens. And there will be no decision made at the end of it. So it's really just a bragging rights slash money grab for these guys. Yeah, I mean, both these fights are, right? These guys are just cashing checks. Oh, yeah. And honestly, you can't be mad at them. 
Because if somebody was like, hey, you want to fight Jake Paul for uh, five mil? I'd be like, fuck yeah. So where, where's the gloves? <laughs> yeah. I'll what fight him I... for a five grand. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I'll even take the loss. I'll be 0-1. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never fucking fight again. <laughs> oh, shit. Why wouldn't you? Right. In, in real boxing... Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, they were scheduled to fight. That fight was canceled due to a contract dispute with Deontay Wilder and his people. So now, Wilder Fury 3 is scheduled for July 24th. We know the first one came to a draw, even though uh, it looked like Tyson Fury kind of dominated that fight. Deontay Wilder knocked Tyson Fury down a couple times. And then the second fight saw Fury just dominate Deontay Wilder, uh, knocked down to the canvas, punched him kind of in the, the ear and the side of the head a little bit, and from that point on, it was over. It was yeah. a done deal. And to be honest with you, this might be one of those fights that I'd tune in for and watch. Like, this, these guys are bad dudes. They're and big I, MS, I like, too. I like watching big dudes fight, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. That is the shit. That uh, What's his name? Andy Ruiz, is that who it is? The big... I Big old Mexican you. dude. I, he, watching him fight is just funny as hell. You remember He's back, like, kind of like Butterbean. You mean, oh, that's what I was going to say. You remember back in the day watching Butterbean yes, fight? Yes, <laughs> Oh, shit, that's funny. That's crazy you were thinking about that. Oh, yeah. The, just watching big dudes <laughs> rumble around in the ring is just something. Butterbean. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Oh, shit, that's funny. No, but that's, that's going to be exciting, and hopefully there's a, an Anthony Joshua fight for whoever wins this next bout, because that's a big, big bad motherfucker, too. Yeah. And um, there'd be a lot of belts on the line for no something doubt. like that. Um, some personal news. I'm a Mo State alum, and I just want to give a shout-out to Tariq Owens, the son of T.O., Terrell Owens, Hall of Fame wide receiver, receiver uh, played for the 49ers, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, etc., etc., his son, Tariq Owens, is transferred to Mo State to play for Bobby Petrino in what was kind of a rebuilding year for Missouri State football last year. We actually were somewhat competitive. We were in the rankings for the FBS, and that was exciting to see them actually compete, even though it was spring ball. So, I mean, the competition field was limited, but at the the end of the day, they were getting wins, which is something I saw like five times in my time in Missouri State. I got no idea about this guy. Is he a good athlete? I'm assuming he's a good athlete, but is he a good football player? I, w- I would assume so. I mean, I've seen a couple of highlights of him just kind of doing warm-up type things, nothing too too off the wall. But uh, if Bobby Petrino wants him in there, then it's either, you know, he's going to bring something to the field or he's going to sell some tickets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. At the end of the day, you know, I think it's pretty cool to have that the idea of T.O. even being in Springfield, Missouri yeah, yeah. to watch I, a football yeah. game. Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. So, NFL wide receivers, while we're on the topic, Julio Jones, trade rumors. I mean, for post-June 1st, so at this point, what that means for the NFL is that teams who either trade or release players can spread guaranteed money over this season and next season as opposed to taking the full cap hit this year. This is something the Falcons need to do so that they can sign their rookie class. Um, They're in cap hell uh, is, is the common phrase. Uh, what do you what do you make of this? I think uh, I think he goes to a low level low level contender. Mm-hmm. I think his best chances are probably like Colts Titans, okay. maybe Chargers. I don't see the Chargers though. I see Colts Titans, and then I honestly Julio. I don't see him playing in three years. I really don't. I, don't, I think he's done here in two or three years. I think he's not really looking to. If he was Super Bowl hunting, you know this guy's going to. He's going to Tampa, or he's going yeah. to 
up there. I guess he might be waiting on to see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but it's potential there yeah, too. Yeah, right. So I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd say Colts, and I say if he goes to the Colts, maybe that projects them over the <clears throat> Titans. But the Titans are going to come back strong again this year. Yeah. But I, I don't want to run off on that tangent yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the the options are are pretty wide open. There was talks of Seattle. I, yeah. I don't know about that. He's been talking to Russ. Yeah, they're um, the betting favorite right now in Vegas as of no this shit. morning. Yeah. Wow. I mean, could you imagine that? That's a hell of a I mean, wide receiver and core right there. Julio, DK, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, uh, it's pretty solid. He, he's kind of like Sammy though. He plays this game and then doesn't play three, <laughs> right. and then he plays this game and doesn't play four. So I don't know. We'll see if the guy can stay healthy. I hope he does. I hope he ends he's, out his career pretty well. I mean, he deserves a ring. He's only he does one hundred percent, and that's really all he has left to play for. Right. To be honest with right. you, in my mind, he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. At this point, he's done enough in his career, built up enough personal accolades. He's been, played in a Super Bowl. He's been on the big stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, within within the last year, you know, he's had those injury issues with hamstrings and things like that. And you know, the Titans are one hundred percent a good fit. I love I love the Titans for him, and AJ Brown has been lobbying for him. Um, I know the Ravens and the Patriots are both trying to make strong pushes for him uh, based on what I've seen. And DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals have been trying to <laughs> recruit him also to right. get him to you know, consider Arizona. Can you imagine? That would be wild. Hopkins, A.J. Green, Julio Jones. Yeah. And if by some reason they re-sign Larry Fitz because he's still technically wild. a free yeah, agent. Right, right. I mean, that's in, that'd be insane. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot that can happen. and. You know, maybe this Julio deal is what the Packers need to do to to bring him in. Um, another dark horse would be the Bills. So Stephon Diggs restructured his contract, removing eleven million off the books. Yeah. Um, so that could either be a, and uh, at least the way I see it, it could be a Zach Ertz trade because they need a tight end, or it could be a Julio trade where they're trying to because they they cut John Brown in the off season. And they could be trying to bring in Julio Jones to pair with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. And if you're looking at a receiver core like that, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. Absolutely. And they could still trade for Zach Ertz because really it's only going to take a third or fourth round pick or a combo of the two right. to get a guy like Ertz. Um, so, you know, if they end up making them those moves, watch out for the Bills to be serious contenders. Yeah, and I, they're, I mean, they're on the doorstep, right? So. Yeah. They're gonna we're we're gonna see them in the AFC Championship yeah, again. And we'll kick so. the door in on them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time Stefan Dis- Stefan Diggs can get himself a, a lawn chair and watch the <laughs> AFC Championship party afterwards. <laughs> he can come join <laughs> us in 308. Yeah, instead of standing there. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens. The, the the projection is that he's supposed to be moved this week, maybe sometime next week. Uh, we'll see. At the end of the day, the Falcons are going to need to sign those guys. Right. Absolutely. You know, so. Um, I think teams are going to drag it on because they know that. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know? that hurts his draft stock. And I know you saw that Shannon Sharp bit where he called Julio. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that the Falcons have got to be pissed about that. <laughs> like, they were asking for a first-round pick, and now I've been seeing reports. They're like, oh, no, a second-round pick's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kills their, their, uh, their momentum in yeah, that deal. that's funny. Oh, well. Hell with them. <laughs> Fuck them. I fuck the Falcons. Yeah, I'll never bet them. on them. <laughs> <laughs> so the NBA, uh, they instituted a new playoff format this year, uh, a playing game. So basically, instead of the traditional one through eight seed, they added a nine and a ten seed, so that they can potentially play in and earn the seven and eighth seed in the overall tournament. So this year's play-in matchup saw the the Lakers and the Warriors matchup. The Lakers got the win, clinching the seven seed. 
and then the Warriors dropped down to play the winner of the 9 and 10 matchup, which was Spurs and Grizzlies. Grizzlies end up winning as a 10 seed against the Spurs and beating the Warriors, who were the traditional 8 seed, to clinch the overall 8 seed in the playoffs. Same thing happened in the East where the Celtics beat the Wizards, and then the Wizards, who were the projected 8 seed, beat the Pacers after they beat the Hornets. So everything played out as it should have in the East, but in the West there was a shakeup, and that's where I would have expected it because of how deep the West is with talent. All of this has got me thinking, how do you feel about a play, the play-in scenario with the NBA? Well, let me run you through... I don't know. I'm not really... Honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it works for the NBA. Let me say that. It works for the NBA. It re- really does. Well, they do it in the NCAA. Okay. You know, for that tournament. Right, okay. So I see where it comes, where they come from with that as right. well. Yeah, it works for... Okay, so it works for basketball. Mm-hmm. It works for multi-series playoff right. systems. So let me run you through what this would look like for the NFL. Okay. AFC, Miami, and the 8th seed would go to Indianapolis, who would be the 7th seed. The Raiders, the ninth seed, would go to Cleveland, the sixth seed, and then they would play. Mm-hmm. NFC, Cardinals, the eighth seed, would go to Chicago, who are the seventh seed, and the Rams, who are the sixth seed, would host the Vikings, who would be the ninth seed. And back to my point on multi-game series and why that would work, why that works for the NBA or NCAA, this would not work for the NFL because of that fact, because you got guys. Let's say the nine seed Raiders are going to the Browns. The Browns are obviously a better football team, mm-hmm. and the Raiders could be at this point at the nine seed. Shit, you could be seven and nine or six and ten and get, right. and get the nine. You seed, definitely right? could. So that's and you could you come away with a win out of nowhere against mm-hmm. the Browns team or against any team at a six seed, right? One hundred percent. I mean, the Raiders beat us. Yeah. So what the hell? You know Fuck what I mean? Em. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it works for the NFL for that reason. You know, you could steal a game from somebody. And, right. You know, you got the argument of that's why there is the playoffs. That's what people want to watch. But nobody wants to watch the Raiders play the number one Chiefs. I mean, I would want to watch that, but, like, the number <laughs> one. Them let's say it's Let's say it's Buffalo versus the Raiders. You know, nobody wants to watch that playoff game. Right. Right, because it's going to be 31 to, to 6 or some shit like that, and that's a boring game playoff game that's a week 16 game that doesn't mean anything that it's on the tv so hell i'm gonna watch it right kind of a game you know it's just like oh you know it's on yeah so i don't know i don't know do you think it works for the nfl does it play <laughs> i think with the nfl it would be an issue from an injury and player maintenance standpoint you know you're basically telling these teams you know in in this instance it would be the browns and the colts the bears and the rams hey Good job on a great season. You made the playoffs. Psych. You got to play one extra week now, even though you were already going to play a bonus week because of the wild card. Right. You know, it's like kind of a slap in the face to those guys. Now, the Cardinals, in this matchup, this hypothetical here, I think the Cardinals could beat the Bears, you know? Agreed. The the Dolphins could beat the Colts in that instance because they had a strong season last year. But. But it's still, uh, you know, one of those deals where, yeah, the Raiders and the Vikings, no one wants, no one wanted to see them in the playoffs because right, they right. didn't earn it. So and does that give you a two-week buy if you're not in, if you're not in this, these four teams here or the wild card? I would imagine so. I would think you know? so too. We're we're talking Super Bowl, like February twenty-fourth now. Yeah. You know, with this long season, it's going to be what is it, February thirteenth next year, fourteenth next year, thirteenth. Thirteenth, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I so they they push it. I mean, we added a seventeenth right. game. Right. <laughs> but what's nice about that is that they took away a preseason game, though. 
So if they were to institute a play-in game, they would have to do something on the back end that way where they're, you know, maybe they don't add that because they're considering adding an 18th game in 2025. You're going to have to add a second bye, dude. Exactly. Maybe they restructure that way and yeah. do a play-in and then, then they've got, you know, one, two, three, four rounds going right. into the Super Bowl or something along those lines. Um, Damn, that'd be intense. That would be crazy, but it'd be a lot. And yeah. it sounds like just way too much. Too, it's a way to complicate things as yeah. opposed to make them more interesting. Right. Absolutely. You know, with <clears throat> with that being said, it does work in the NBA, I think. I think that was really exciting. It's a one-game play-in sort of deal, so it's not a full series. And with the NBA, you can play on a Monday, take a two-day rest, and play again on Thursday and be totally fine. Right. You know, there's not as much uh, wear and tear as, as, as it would be in a full-contact sport like, right, like, the, like football. Yeah. We look at NHL. I mean, can they yeah. do this in the NHL? That's full contact. Well, they do play multiple times a night, but right. hockey players are a different breed. They are, man. <laughs> yeah. There's something special to be said about hockey yeah, players. Yeah, those guys are nuts. Yeah, they're underappreciated. But with, with the NFL, you know, or NBA, rather, let's let's jump into kind of what's going on. I know tonight we've got four Game 5 slated. We've got the Wizards at the 76ers for Game 5. The Sixers have a three-game, uh, three-to-one game lead. <clears throat> Same story for the Hawks at the Knicks and the Grizzlies at Jazz. You got the Hawks at three one and the Jazz at three one. And then we in the night on a nightcap with the Mavericks going to the Clippers for game five. That is tied two two after a dominant performance from Luca in the first two games. They go to Dallas and the Clippers take two right back, followed behind a strong push from Kawhi Leonard. Um so the playoffs have been exciting, man. I don't know if you've had a whole lot of time to watch too many of these games, but I mean, just last night, Damian Lillard, yeah, twelve <laughs> was it twelve? Forced two overtimes, hit twelve three pointers, yeah. setting a postseason record. Did you see the uh, the clip of Austin Rivers after he missed that <laughs> that uh, last or like I don't know, he hit like so many in a row, and then he missed one and prayed Austin to Rivers God, like, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of this guy raining down on me. <laughs> he like said something in the pre or the post game and was like, I've had a hand in his face all night. I had two hands in his face and he just couldn't stop making it. He scored 55 points yeah. last night. I mean, yeah. that's pretty impressive, but it's all for nothing if you yeah. don't win. Yeah, agreed. And so the Nuggets took a commanding 3-2 lead over them. The Suns Blew out the Lakers last night, 30-point victory with the absence of Anthony Davis, 3-2 on that series. And the Nets and Bucks have concluded their series, the Bucks a four-game sweep of the Heat. Moving on to face the Nets after they beat the Celtics 4-1. And then you've still got the Sixers and Wizards and Knicks and Hawks in the East trying to settle things up. So a lot that can still shake out. You know, I'm 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 loving the playoffs so far because really what you're seeing here is a changing of the guard. You've got all of these older players who have been established on these teams, and then all of these younger players who are up and coming and coming through the ranks, like Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Right. They're they, you know putting up a fight against the Clippers and all and this team full of veterans. And then you've got you know the game that's on right now that you know Trey and I are watching, where it's two young teams who are coming together and clashing in this first round: Julius Randle and the New York Knicks. And then you've got uh, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, it's 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 just been yeah. super exciting to see that change into the garden, and it's really reminiscent of what's going on in the NFL with the quarterbacks. Right. And we you know. even even though they got bounced this year, we saw it last year with the Heat. They were a young team, went yeah. to the championship. Right. <laughs> it's incredible. So, yeah. I mean, call it a bubble playoff, call it whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive to see yeah. all those guys come together. Right. So get us on our last stretch here, Dan. 
Last stretch, last stretch. So Naomi Osaka, ten, female tennis player, withdrew from the French Open earlier this week due to uh, media obligations that she didn't want to follow through with because of mental health issues. Now, <clears throat> I understand, you know, when you've got mental health issues that you're dealing with, you know, you need to take care of yourself first and foremost, be a little selfish when it comes to that. Uh, the French Open tried to fine her $15,000 right. um, or she was going to be forced to withdraw. So she said, fine, I'm out of here. And put out a statement, and you've got all these athletes in support of her. So that really raises the question, should athletes be required to speak to the media during pre- and post-game conferences? What are your thoughts on that? I think no. Yeah. I, I think the, the the media pre- and post-game is built for to get a response out of somebody. Mm -hmm. Like a, a negative response. It's not like... They're not looking for the... The feel-good story. They're not looking for that, man. <laughs> they're just trying to dig at, at whatever they can dig at. Right. Um, if you got questions or if, you know, if somebody wants to... If somebody's... An agency has questions, an agency of the media has questions, send them to the team, and then the team can answer them. You know, Kyrie Irving said this, this, and this in response right. to this question or whatever it may be. I'm sure there's like a hundred different options you could do, mm -hmm. you know... Maybe there's a post game interview. There's there's only post game interviews for games that like are just the playoff games. But like every single like practices and mm -hmm. shit like that. Like come on, like these That's, guys got better shit excessive. to do. It, it, it really excessive. is, man. Like how many times do I gotta listen to Pat Mahomes say these guys are really working hard? You know the <laughs> team's looking great. I can't wait to get out there back on the field tomorrow. Like, right. like, come on. Like, I, I know, I know the guys. Like, that's what he's gonna say when he gets up there. You right. know what I mean? And they're just waiting for the day he doesn't say that. Right. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my first point. Yeah. So, I, I don't think so. I, and look back on Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that was iconic, right? But. I mean, it, they're all it drew, thinking the same it, shit. It did exactly what the yeah, media wanted right. it to do. It created headlines. Yeah, so... And, you know, I'm 100% pro player in most issues, you know. And, and in this one, I definitely side with them as well. Um, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you can't... I mean, I can't say that you can't because w what really drives this requirement is the multi-billion dollar TV contracts that right. these, these sports organizations have with these networks and... And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, there's going to be players, if they want to say something, they'll go out and say it. A lot of these guys have their own outlets, you know, Instagram, Facebook. They've got podcasts like what we're doing here. Kevin Durant has his own podcast, you know. Um, so those guys are going to say what the hell they want to say when they want to say it regardless. Right. Um, they just want to, the, the media just wants to be the one to get the scoop and get the credit for it. Right. And, you know, these guys, they have sources too. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, they've all got inside sources right. so that if something is said without a camera or a microphone, it still gets fed to them. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I understand it's something that, you know, we have to provide content for people to, to indulge in uh, as part of these contracts with these, with these large networks, but um, it should be the, play, the player's option. Uh, I agree. It, it, unfortunately, it just wasn't bargained that way. Yeah, I know this is we started the conversation with tennis, but I mean, if teams are going to take care of their players, you know, and back to the Pat Mahomes deal, if you continuously send Pat Mahomes out there to do post game interviews every single time, or post practice or whatever it may be, dude's going to get exhausted from that shit. Mm -hmm. Take an interview from year one, Pat Mahomes, and show me another one. 
in 2035. <laughs> this guy's going to be like, fuck you guys. I'm tired of talking to you, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, team went out great. We looked great. Can't wait for tomorrow. See you guys. <laughs> he's already kind of giving cookie-cutter responses at yeah. this point where he's just like, yeah, it's been great. I'm looking forward. Like, Andy Reid, looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Time's yours. Oh, my God. If I, I mean, had a penny every time I guy said that. <laughs> we're looking for the challenge. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs put together a fucking montage for this year's schedule of him saying, looking forward to the challenge of facing the Bills. <laughs> Looking for the challenge of facing the Broncos. Just all, and, and it was actually really funny. But like the Chiefs could, I mean, I, I'm going to use the Chiefs for reference here or context. Like send out, like, uh, send out some guy that, like, we just signed off the practice squad. Let's see what he's got to say. Mm -hmm. How did your day go? What'd you think of practicing with the Chiefs today? They're going to have the most unique experience Absolutely. when it comes to yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear, like, let's hear what people say behind the scenes. One of my favorite interviews that I've listened to was Darwin Thompson. Because he's just got a really good story. You know, those guys who actually had to fucking grind for what they had. Right. <clears throat> you know, there's guys that come out of college. And I'm not saying that they're not hard workers, but they're, it's obvious that some people are more naturally gifted than others. And Darwin Thompson, just hearing his story about what he had to go through personally and uh, professionally to get to where he was at was really interesting to me. Um, to hear Patrick Mahomes, who, and I'm not trying to knock on him, but he had the resources to succeed growing up compared to some of these other players what they have you know right. austin rivers for example right yeah his dad is doc rivers right an nba yeah. player steph curry his dad was wardell curry right um you know some of these guys that you know are superstars in the league now maybe they didn't have a different uh, you know as as much of an interesting story i, I guess i should say right so a hundred i love that idea yeah you know to hear like cornell powell from clemson on right. the mic from his, after his first rookie mini camp right. would be super interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which the Chiefs actually do a pretty good job of that on yeah. their app. And they, you know, they they make those little mini clips of their rookies and, and mm -hmm. shit like that, which is pretty cool. But as far as big media stuff, which is what we're on, you know, with the, with the tennis stuff, yeah, I mean, fucking spice it up a little bit. You know, <laughs> Jesus. If yeah. you got a Throw question a for, for Steph Curry, you know, that's – particular to something else other than the, the basketball game he just played fuck send it out to him or his agent or whatever maybe he'll answer it maybe he doesn't yeah take take what you can get yeah <clears throat> so you know with that being said we've been talking chiefs that's that's the end of the pregame stretches we'll go right into chiefs talk brought to you by e coffee e coffee www.e e roastcoffee.com Listen, guys, they got some great shit over at eCoffee. You, if you haven't followed any of their stuff, IG, EE, -E, or at EE, -E, Roast Coffee. That's with an S after the roast. Follow them. Give them a follow. They uh, they got some good stuff on there. Check out their website, though. You can get a subscription, 12 months, 6 months, 3 months. They got the Rad Kingdom, Ethiopian, Congo, and Colombian blends. Um, you can also get your, your swag up there at eCoffee. You got a hat. You can get a mug. You can get stickers. They are KC local. Support your local KC businesses. Absolutely. I'm pretty big on that. And then uh, they do a weekly coffee giveaway um, on IG, so be sure to check that out and get you some free coffee. But um, that's absolutely what Dan and I drink every single morning. So uh, Dan Dan's gonna hook me up today before I leave. I know he will. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit. I got some beans for you. Chef's kiss, baby. Chef's kiss. Uh, so check then, them out. But, and then Joel, if you're listening, that's the last of my beans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Chiefs talk, man. A lot going on since we last talked. I think our last show 
was really like a Super Bowl reaction show. Right. You know, it was like, damn, we are sad as hell right now. Yeah. But now, I feel fucking good. I do too. I feel super happy about the way that our offseason went. I love our draft picks. I think we got a couple of day one starters. I think we got a couple of guys we can groom into starters eventually. And um, we we made the move that I wanted us to make the most, which was trading for Orlando Brown. I mean, that was insanely important with with what our, our focus was in reshaping the line. Yeah. I mean, look at the left side of that line now. Oh, my gosh. You're looking at two uh, pro bowlers. One of them has an all-pro nod yeah. at guard, Joe Tooney, uh, that we signed from the Patriots. And then Orlando Brown Jr. made the Pro Bowl this past season and the season before as a right tackle also. So he's versatile. Joe Tooney's versatile. He's played snaps at center. You got Creed Humphrey potentially at center. Yep. Didn't allow a single sack his entire time at Oklahoma. Right. Boomer Sooner. <clears throat> you got LDT coming back who was a viable part of that Super Bowl run, and then Mike Rimmers or potentially Lucas Niang, depending on yeah. how he comes out of camp yeah. at right tackle. You and there's see, still time to sign Mitch Schwartz. Yeah, I think we, either one of these guys on the right side we could see on the bench, and yeah. Niang playing, being a starter. That dude's a stud, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't allow a sack when he was playing college ball, either. Took the year off for COVID. Um, and then they, I saw an article... Last week or two weeks ago, that that man was actually absolutely getting after it in his hometown during yeah. the, the whole COVID situation last year. So, hopefully, that guy rolls into uh, training camp and rolls right into the season strong as hell and healthy. Yep, um, that's a big deal. But our depth on O line is a big deal now too. We could potentially have six guys on our O line that rotate like a defensive line. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I've never seen that. I don't know if teams do that or not. <laughs> but uh i mean that we could see that in full force with the chiefs that, with the depth that we got i mean let's not forget about uh uh kyle long, kyle long. yeah and austin Blythe that we signed yeah. from the rams right i mean there's two studs right there yep you know so i'm juiced up about this o-line and we knew everything else was kind of in shape on that offense offensive side so i mean that's we're looking pretty good. Learn, learn from your mistakes with the Buccaneers, and I call it a mistake. I mean, really, it was just terrible circumstance with injury and yeah. a pandemic causing you know two of our key linemen, well, one key lineman and one prospect to to opt out, um, and freak injuries at that. You know, a, a Schwartz doesn't miss a snap his entire career and then has a back injury that takes him out after week six. Right. Kalecio similarly blew out both of his knees on the same fucking yeah, play. Yeah. Eric Fisher tore his Achilles the the game in the fourth quarter yeah. of the AFC Championship. I mean, it, it, every domino fell that needed to fall for this O line to uh, you know fail on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so we, we you know Brett Veach did what he did, did what he does, and retooled everything. You know. Yeah. I mean, we have speaking on Brett Veach. That guy is incredible. Oh yeah. He's got to be the best GM in the league. Top three, I mean, I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that can compete with that. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, fuck, John Lynch yeah. and the, for the 49ers. He's been solid over there. You're looking at Bill Belichick, who handles most of those decisions for the Patriots. I mean, obviously, they did a lot of work this offseason. Right. But how can, you, how can you look at the Chiefs roster, the Chiefs cap situation, 
and 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 the way that we've been drafting the last couple of years and not put him in that conversation for best GM. Right. Um, it, it you'd be a fool not to. Right. Hundred percent agreed. So uh, rookie minicamp. So who are you most excited to see one develop, but two also, you know, kind of <clears throat> mold into our team and and play this year. Yeah, so I'm really excited for us to see Cornell Powell develop. That's a, that's a wide receiver out of Clemson. He's a 6'3", he's got a bigger body. You know, he could be a guy that that fills in opposite of Tyreek Hill if we don't find a viable receiver in free agency over the next couple of years. Um, and, and, and he played for Clemson. So, I mean, he's played on talented rosters with talented quarterbacks, and he caught 10 touchdowns his last year there at Clemson. Right. Uh, and, and, he, and he was on a national title team. So, I mean, the guy's a winner, and I think with his attitude, he can develop into a player, especially when you got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes right. in your corner. Absolutely. Now, who am I most excited to see play this year? It's Nick Bolton, without a doubt. I think linebacker has been something we've been missing a lot of. Willie Gay kind of shined a little bit towards the end of the year, and then he got hurt, and, and it took that away. But I'm excited to pair him with... Nick Bolton, and then rotate Anthony Hitchens in there. And, of course, he's a Mizzou guy, so that makes it even more exciting for me to see him play. Um, I think Nick Bolton is going to be penciled in as a starter day one for I, us on I, this I, I think so, too, and depending on what we do with the rest of the offseason. But I think Nick, Nick Bolton's my guy, um, him and Creed Humphrey, just because Creed's such a bad dude. Oh, yeah. But uh, Nick Bolton, because he's that SEC linebacker. Yeah. Like, if you have that stamp underneath your name – you're just that much more of an athlete, it seems like. When we mm-hmm. see guys come out of SEC linebackers, even out of, like, Kentucky, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, Josh he's like, Allen. He's some bad <laughs> dude, you know what I mean? So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, the SEC linebacker, we, we needed that, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I hope we see Nick Bolton de- uh, develop. And uh, I think Creed Humphrey's just going to plug right in and be that guy. Oh, yeah. And he was a – I think he was a, a all-state wrestler in high school and then rolled right into football, obviously, those – I mean, being a lineman, he's a beefy a dude, dude, man. He is, man. <laughs> he reminds me of like uh, if Anthony Sherman had a younger, bigger brother. Yeah. Like that's just the vibes I get from that dude. Like he's probably gritty as hell. He probably is, man. <laughs> he probably is. So, so uh, off-season moves. I mean, as far as making some more uh, sign or chief signing some more people throughout the next couple of months what do you what do you think we see yeah i mean we've got about eight million dollars in cap right yep. now um you know if we really want to make a big splash and trade for julio or do something along those lines we'd have to reach we have to extend tyron matthew at the end of the day um and maybe convert some other salaries to be quite honest with you <clears throat> where, where i would like to see us focus some attention is on wide receiver and and there's still a couple of guys that could fit this mold D.D. Westbrook is 26. He's coming off a big injury. He had some big years with the Jaguars. He did, yeah. Um, serviceable years. But, I mean, he had a guy like Blake Bortles thrown to him. So I think that, uh, you know, put him in the system with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, he can make some fireworks. Golden Tate's old reliable. He's been in the league a long time. Um, but if we don't focus any attention to that, you know, I'd love to see an edge rusher, maybe bring Justin Houston back. He had uh, more sacks than Frank Clark over the last couple years. Um so, I mean, just to bring that production on the line along with, you know, what we've already brought in and, and Jaron Reed and we got Derek Noddy and Jones and Clark. And it'd be nice to see to see him come back or maybe Melvin Ingram. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those those are a couple options that are still available. And all of those guys have Pro Bowls under their belt outside of D.D. Westbrook. So uh, a lot of talent 
that's still a, a available that I think will get signed before week one, and hopefully we get uh, one of those guys. Right. I could see, as far as the Chiefs and, and their wide receiver situation, I see that I think they're bought completely 100% on Miko Hard, maybe a number two. Yeah. So I don't see a Dede Westbrook. I see more of like a Golden Tate playing like a number three slot guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in on this play. You know, he, he plays maybe 60% snaps or 40%. Right. Somewhere in the 40 60% snap range. Um, I see more moves being made on the defensive side. Okay. Like a Melvin Ingram. Would love it. Or somewhere on the D-line to get more of a rotation going on um, to give some of those, you know, now veterans um, some more time off throughout the season with an extended game like we just talked about earlier. Right. We could definitely see that. No, and I think that's important, that rotation on the defensive side, uh, specifically because of Frank Clark missing as much time as he has over the last two seasons with you know various ailments and injuries, just little nagging things, just to be able to take that pressure off of them would help a lot, for right. sure. Agreed. Um, so, Tyron Matthew, that's the big question mark that we have left on this offseason. Uh, you know, will we extend him? There's been some you know some rumors and tweets getting thrown around that you know maybe the Chiefs won't offer it. Maybe they wait. Maybe they do this or that. I think at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is the Chiefs don't want to. Re- be forced to restructure him until uh, they know for a fact they have to. So if we get into a situation where we may trade for Julio Jones, which one rumor that I've seen is that the Chiefs were considering offering Hardman and a second for Julio Jones, which isn't terrible if we can get some draft capital back. That's true. Honestly. Um, but if that were if that were to be the case, we would need to restructure to, to make his cap number fit because he'd be carrying a 14 million dollar charge and um tyron matthews carrying about a 19 million dollar charge this year and his final year of his contract so yeah pretty big numbers there for for the guy but he's earned it man he has man he's looked great the last two years 100 percent. so you know will we resign him i think we do but i think it's going to be more of necessity i think so too yeah i think so too i i and maybe it doesn't happen before the season starts, you know. Yeah. Is the world going to end? No. <laughs> I mean, we could still sign him next year, you know. I don't think this, is a, this isn't a priority for Brett Veach right now. Right. You know, I think there's other gaps we need to take a look at. 100%. And, and getting the team ready is a big one because we've got a big schedule this year. Um, so let's just jump right into that schedule, and, yeah. and we'll see some of, these, some of these big matchups. We really start out right, right out the gate. Yeah. With a big matchup. We got a rematch yeah. from the divisional round. The Browns are coming to Kansas City. Uh, obviously, things were a little bit closer than we would like them to be in that last game because of a Mahomes injury, a scary yeah. one at that. Right, right. Um, but I'm excited to see this matchup. What is your What are your thoughts on this one? I think we start Chad Henney. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is possible, baby. Anything is possible. Uh, no, but seriously, these first five weeks are crucial yeah. for the Chiefs. We got stretch. we got the Browns at home. We're in Baltimore. Then we got the Chargers at home. Who at home? Who you think is going to be a good football team? And I can see the same. Yep. being maybe a, a ten and not, or a ten and uh, ten and seventeen. Seven? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird or an to say. eleven and sixteen. It really is. Then we're at the Eagles, which isn't a big deal. But then we have the Bills. So think about that. Your first five games, you have three playoff teams and then one, you know, uh, divisional uh, game that's going right. to be a, a, a potentially good football team. After that, you're in Washington, and then you're in Tennessee. So yep. here two, we go again, Two straight right? road games. Yeah, and then 
at home against the Giants, Monday Night Football, and then you got to play Aaron Rodgers. You know, right. I mean, it doesn't stop. It really doesn't. <laughs> and and the Giants are poised to be strong this year. Right. You know, they've got solid offensive weapons. They're going to need a big leap from Daniel Jones, of course. Their defense is solid. Saquon's um, back. Saquon's going to be back, barring anything extreme. And, yeah, one, and then you go straight to, uh, you host the Packers the next fucking week. Right, so. yeah. At least we're hosting these teams, you know what I mean? Hosting right. the Bills. And uh, we're hosting uh, the Packers. You know, I, th- I think that's a big deal. We're in Tennessee, which they, I mean, eh, who gives a shit, really? Yeah. Uh, we're in Baltimore, which we, I'm okay with that because we got, we got Lamar's number. Pat's got his, I mean, he, Pat's got him. Pat's got you him. You know what it, I mean? It, it's three, it three straight, yeah. three straight at this point. You know, yeah. we played him three years in a row. No playoff matches in there. It's all regular season. But this is the fourth one, and I think at this point, they, they, he's got his number. Yeah. I think it's a head thing. I agree. Agreed. <laughs> But we actually end the season on a pretty reasonable stretch of games. You know, we play the Cowboys just before the bye. That's Mahomes and Prescott's first matchup as 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 starters. That's a week eleven. Week eleven, and then by week twelve, we host the Broncos, host the Raiders. We go to the Chargers on Thursday Night Football, host the Steelers, and then play the Bengals and the Broncos to end the season on the road. Yeah, which is interesting because we usually will get that last week at home. Right. But yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a tough stretch from you know week one to week 11 if we pull out of that with only one loss watch out oh agree one or less watch out right couldn't agree more so overall season you know the entire schedule came out mid-may there's a lot of anticipated matchups coming out you know you can start first with the cowboys going to the bucks for the season opener on thursday night football you got prescott and the cowboys who are, are hoping to shape up to be a strong title contender playing the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think there's a strong chance they win that game. Um, but the storylines are endless this season. I mean, you got Darnold that same week playing the Jets in week one. We've got our Mahomes and Lamar matchup. We've got, you know, Buccaneers at Rams in week three. Andy Reid's returning to Philadelphia for the first time. The first time. The I did first not know time that. since he left. That's wow. week four. Brady returns to New England. Those tickets are as much as a Super Bowl ticket yeah. for the fucking nosebleeds. <laughs> so uh, he's coming back. We got we if got he's, AFC. If he's if he's playing for if him. he's playing for him. There's oh. oh. What are you hinting at <laughs> oh, here? <laughs> don't buy your tickets, people. It's like the stock market. Wait till he signs. Wait until <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that'd be horrible yeah (laughs) that's it's really the same situation here in kansas city with the packers so those packers tickets i don't know if you remember this the year we played them that's what we were talking about what were you just talking about i was talking about brady and the the Patriots. oh shit yeah no 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 i was talking about i I thought you were hinting at a brady injury oh i was like oh (laughs) damn hot take hot take no, I'm, but the, uh, hit the Packers match with the baseball bat this weekend. <laughs> no one would be upset. While he's golfing, deflate his knee. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you gotta watch it with those ticket prices because oh, if man. you buy too early, and then the, the, the same thing happened when when we first were slated to play the Packers for Mahomes in 2019, and Mahomes, you know, slid, busted his right, knee up, right, and. <laughs> those the ticket value just fell and we still almost won that damn game yeah i mean imagine you buy a packers ticket right now for four or five hundred bucks rogers doesn't sign signs of the denver broncos <laughs> that ticket is now worth 
But if you had the Broncos and Chiefs ticket, that ticket is now worth five hundred dollars. Yeah, you come out flush there. So if you're gonna buy a if you're gonna buy a Packers ticket, what we're saying is you need to buy a Denver ticket too. (laughs) Hedge your bets, people. Hedge your bets. It's all a game. But yeah, I mean, uh, on top of just regular season matchups, you got divisional matchups to watch. The Chiefs and Chargers going to be some big clashes there. Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. Uh, Colts and Titans going to be battling it out in the AFC South. I don't see the Texans or Jaguars really being that competitive. Bills and Patriots with their retooled roster, you know, they're going to be a little bit more competitive over there in New England. So that's going to be exciting to watch. You got Vikings and Packers, Cowboys and Giants, Bucks and Saints. And the entire NFC West is top to bottom stacked. Yeah. Just fucking loaded over there with talent. That'll be fun to watch over there for sure. Oh, yeah. The four quarterbacks you're watching are Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance. Yeah. You know, depending on who wins that job. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of strong teams over there. That's the best division in football. All those divisional games. They're laid out for you. I've got a couple predictions on who I think is going to win. I'll go ahead and drop them for you. Uh, Chiefs are taking the AFC West. Don't challenge me on it. You won't win. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> the Ravens are going to take the AFC North. Got the Bills in the East and the Titans in the South. Not a big believer in Carson Wentz or the Colts. I'm not either, but I think it goes down to the wire again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's last two weeks kind of deal like it has been the last two years. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz, you know, to his credit, had his best season in 2017 when Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, and now that he's the head coach there. So, um, you know, we'll see how that pans out. In the NFC, you got the Cowboys in the East. I think that's who's taking that division. The Packers in the North, along assuming Aaron Rodgers stays. Seahawks in the West in a tough division, I think, will come down to the wire as well. I really want to put the Rams there, too. I like their defense. I like Matthew Stafford in a new situation. And then Tampa Bay's got the South locked up. I mean, they really lost a lot of their angst when Drew Brees retired. Right. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold and Matt Ryan. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't really do it for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the Seahawks, you know, who who you think the Ra- the the Rams are their biggest challenge there? I do. What about Kyler? I really Kyler do. It's going to be interesting because the, the the Cardinals definitely have more room for improvement. You know, they they didn't make the playoffs last year. They did lose some defensive pieces like Patrick Peterson, Hassan Reddick, but they're also getting Chandler Jones back. They added JJ Watt, who generational talent. They added AJ Green, who could bounce back from a down year. But they also were the biggest question mark for me is with the Cardinals is whether or not their run game is going to be viable because they don't have Kenyon Drake. They have unproven commodity in Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin. Those are the two running backs that make up their their backfield. And maybe they sign someone else before the season starts. Yeah. Um, but it's just, a, it's, it's just a big question mark for me on whether or not that's going to be uh, good enough in a tough division that features strong defenses. Right. Okay. You know. Yeah, 100%. I think mine doesn't change much from what you just said. I, I, we talked a little bit about Titans-Colts. That could be kind of up for grabs. A little heads or tails action. NFC East, fucking throw a dart at the dartboard, and whoever it lands on might win it. So <laughs> um, They might do an old-school coin flip like in uh, uh, Friday Night Friday Lights. Friday Night Lights maybe. for that one. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. The three-way corn flip, folks. <laughs> and they just meet in the middle of a fucking diner That's tails! That's tails! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You got uh, Ron Rivera with a trick coin or something. Yeah. I mean, I think... Double-sided heads. <clears throat> yeah, both of them have Ryan Fitzpatrick faces on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I'm excited to watch, Ryan Fitzpatrick with those Washington weapons. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like watching the guy. He just slings that rock. Yeah, specifically his post-game interviews. <laughs> he should be mandatory right. interviews. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Now we got. Yeah. Now we have to put something, some language in yeah. these contracts here. <laughs> for sure. So uh, predictions for awards. You know, this is obviously gonna be like. Uh, what are we looking at, like nine months from now? <laughs> but uh, MVPs, you're looking at Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Brady. Um, and you got your guys like you know, Russ Wilson. I, I, he could be a dark horse here. I don't know what the odds are on like a Russ Wilson right now. <clears throat> probably like plus thousand, plus I would 1200. Say, yeah, probably. I bet they're higher than everybody I just listed. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen, Lamar jo- Jackson. Josh Allen actually received MVP votes. So there's the difference there. Yeah. <laughs> um, offensive player of the years. You got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, D Hop, and Derrick Henry. Um, does Derrick Henry go for another 2,000? If he does, uh, I think he'd be the only running back in NFL history to do it twice. Right. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think Dickerson so. didn't do it. AP's AD only do done it. it once. Barry Sanders did it one time. Jim Brown did it once. Dude, have you seen his workouts? Matter yeah. Of fact, him and Julio were working out together. Interesting. Yeah, There's at, that Titans connection yeah. again. There's the Titans <laughs> at connection. That, at that same facility, he's been doing all those crazy workouts. Yeah, I, I actually have been. like 600 pounds on that bar, and he's just sitting down on a bench and sit back up. I know. Like, <laughs> it's fuck, insane. Yeah. Have you seen some of his deadlifts? The uh-uh. shit is bent in like 90-degree angles when he lifts it off the ground. It's he's insane. a unit, man. Oh, my he God. He can play DN. Can you imagine getting trucked by that guy? No. He's like 256-2. Yeah. 6'3", maybe. And runs. Oh, yeah. He's like He runs like a horse, man. Oh, yeah. He runs Clydesdale. Like, he runs like uh, AD used to run. <laughs> <laughs> you see all the turf coming yeah. behind him when he's fucking charging at your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Those the prime Adrian Peterson years were just incredible. Oh yeah, uh, you know, talk about nostalgia. That guy used to just run people over, and he could juke you out of your fucking yeah. shoes. Oh yeah, it was insane. Yeah. That jump cut was sick. Oof, I can see it already. He's got yeah, his elbow pads on. Elbow pads were sick. Ew, <laughs> filth. Defensive player of the year. Aaron Donald, let's go ahead and say you already won it. Pencil him in. Yeah. <laughs> Just pencil him Comeback in. player of the year, Nick Bosa, Saquon Barkley. I say my pick right now is going to be either he, him or Dak Prescott. Okay. Dak Prescott's probably going to get a little bit of leverage there because he's a quarterback and he's right. got to lead a football team. Don't forget about Christian McCaffrey. Right. He only played three games. I know, man. I know. And then Julio Jones and then uh, Michael Thomas. Yep. Potentially so he played like, what, two games at the end of the year last year? Three <clears throat> games, maybe? Should have played more. Yeah. Cost me a Super Bowl at MF. Yeah. <laughs> coach of the year. Run us through some of those, Dan. Yeah, coach of the year. I mean, you're looking at guys like Kyle Shanahan. They had a down year last year. Brought in a lot of talent. If they show out and win the NFC West, I would not be surprised if he takes home that award. Right. Uh, Frank Reich with the Colts, kind of the same story. Uh, you yeah. know, changing of the guard at quarterback. They traded for Carson Wentz. They got all these new things going on. Brian Flores was a candidate last year. They didn't make the playoffs, so I think that's ultimately why they didn't. He didn't win that award. 
But if they make it this year, watch out. You know, he'll take that for sure. Bill Belichick, you know, you think a legendary coach like him, he's Canton-bound. <clears throat> Why would he win Coach of the Year? He's probably already got four or five of them. Well, last year they had they, they had the greatest player to play this game taken off the team, retooled the roster, and then took it even a step further this past offseason. So if they're able to achieve any kind of level of success, um, I wouldn't put it past the, the voters to give him that award. And then my dark horse is going to be for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley, first-year coaching after Anthony Lynn was fired. If they end up making the playoffs, I can 100% see them giving it to a rookie yeah, coach. Yeah, agreed 100%. Yeah. yeah, and they have a good chance of being a pretty good football team. Absolutely. Probably said that four or five times. Yeah, and we're, we're sounding just like the media usually does when they talk about the Chargers. Oh, they're going to win the division. They maybe have a shot. <laughs> but really what end up, ends up happening is they go fucking 4-12 and 12 yeah. and don't have a prayer. Yeah, <laughs> or start like 2-5 and five and have to work their way back the whole right. rest of the they, year. They go 10-5 yeah. and five the rest of the year yeah. and end up 500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Philip Rivers isn't there anymore. Justin Herbert, I think, is going to be a – he has a bright future in this league, and I'm really excited to see the matchups between him and Mahomes going yep, forward. Yeah, I agree. That dude's a beast. Oh, yeah. So let's take it back. Let's touch base with the Royals. All pun right. intended. All pun intended. <laughs> <sighs> so a lot of stressfulness surrounding this this team. You know, a lot of – Oh, expectations like yeah, weren't set to start. Yeah, they weren't set very high to be honest with you, right, right, you know. Right. And then we get we get that hot start going and then we drop 11 straight and then since then we've been fucking good. Yeah. We've been nails. Yeah. So we lose 11 straight. We get to our series against Chicago, drop the first one. Since that streak ended, we've gone 11 and 5 and we're now a game above 500. We've swept the Milwaukee Brewers in a two-game series. We swept the Pittsburgh Pirates last night after Benintendi hit a grand slam. And then <clears throat> we've also won series against the Tigers. And we split with Chicago, which is huge. Huge for the divisional race. So, And we won a series against the Twins, another yeah. divisional rival. Our so. first time winning a series up there since 2017. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I just saw that today, and, and Keith was talking to Strato about it the other day. Wow. Yeah. Needed it. Yeah. And the only series we lost was against Tampa Bay, who was on an absolute heater. They have won 15 out of their last 17 games. Damn. The Rays have, including just totally whooping the shit out of the Yankees right now. So, <clears throat> you know, to take a game from them is definitely impressive, especially when you're looking at, you know, who they have pitching over there, Tyler Glasnow, those kind of guys. So, you know, all that being said, we're third in the AL Central. We're behind the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago White Sox. They have the uh, division lead. We're only a half game back in the uh, two and a half, rather, two and a half games back in the wild card race for the AL. So we're really not out of it. No, not at all. <laughs> and, and, no, it's and it's not early, even the man. All-Star break. Yeah, it's early. If you would have said, how many games have we played? 53? At 53 games, how many games do you expect the Royals to have won? I would have said maybe 20. Right, I was going to say and, at least 15. And look at us. We're, we're up here above 500. Right. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you look at our team, where we're having problems is we need guys to be off the damn IL. Danny Duffy... Is back on the IL with some elbow tightness. You've got Josh Damont, probably one of our 
better, if not the best, reliever that we have on staff. He's on the IL. And then Mondesi comes back for four games, hits a two-run bomb, and tweaked his hamstring. And now he's probably going to be out another month, given his trajectory with, with injuries. Um, so, you know, all of that being said, we just need to get healthy. We need to get healthy, and we need something from Soler and Dozier. Those guys are not hitting well at all. Both of them batting under 200, negative war, wins above replacement, and and they're both top five in strikeouts on our on the Royals. Soler leads the team. <laughs> so not not good uh, plate discipline from those guys, and we need we need some bombs out of them. Need some bams. Need some bams. Silver linings, though. Benintendi, hot streak, hit a grand slam, hitting above 280. The rotation's been nails. They're killing it. Brad Keller's back. The guy had a terrible start. I think he pitched like five innings his first three starts. Not great. No. Comes no. back with a vengeance, and Salvador Perez is playing like he's about to take home another silver slugger. So yeah, he looks good. It's been, it's been pretty solid from that front. Uh, we just need it all to come together. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. I want it. I want it. I think next year we will have all of it. What about this year? I think we'll have all of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm optimistic. Okay, Dan. I'm optimistic. Give me a just a hunch. Anything. Just a hunch about anything. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to keep it chief since we're coming back. It's been a while since we've been able to do this. By the way, I'm super fucking pumped that we are. <laughs> um, I'm excited to get back on this regular schedule, talking Chiefs, talking sports, letting you guys hear what we have to say about these things. My hunch, hashtag just a hunch, shared on Twitter, IG, all that good shit. <clears throat> Chiefs are going to make four moves before this offseason wraps up. Okay. We're going to sign Todd Gurley. Oh, shit. We get a complimentary running back who we can put in third down situations and put in goal, goal line situations. If you realize last year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not the most effective running back inside the red zone. Get a guy like Todd Gurley who scored over 15 touchdowns last year. Get him on the roster. Yeah. Sign him for two, three million. Right. Perfect. We're going to trade for Julio. Oh, shit. Yeah. What does that look like? I don't know. It's just a hunch. Just a hunch. And Brett Veach comes out of nowhere with these things. Frank Clark, no one saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, who, Probably get who, him for like a six-round pick, too, the way Brett Veach operates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll fleece the shit out of him <laughs> in the trough. I mean, that, guy's, that guy doesn't even know what's about to hit him. We're going to extend Matthew because we need to do that to make all of that possible. So that's going to happen this offseason before week one. And the last component to this four four-prong event, four-prong hunch. We're going to bring back Mitchell Schwartz, baby. I can see that one. I'm in on that one. He's healing. He's doing his his time in barbecuing. the uh, rehab facility, barbecuing, <laughs> cooking up some fire brisket, playing some golf with his beautiful wife. He's been doing the damn thing, and he's been doing it right. And I'm excited to see him back in a Chiefs uniform. I'm excited to see the guy just... I, we need that people mover. And he's you got do. a good good leadership to him, too. Agreed. And he could be a bench guy. You know, he doesn't have to play every down. Right. We can ease him into it. Yeah. I mean, have that guy in your locker room just at all. Yeah. And I feel like he's just going to boost the character around there. He'd be our sixth man. Oh, our yeah. Rotation offensive line I was talking about. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I got a hunch, Dan. <clears throat> Feed me. My hunch is Packers re-sign Rodgers. Okay. To please him. They clean up some of the front staff, the front office staff. 
I don't think he wants weapons. He's got what I mean, let's be honest. He's got he's got I think he got what he has what he needs. Tanyan, Adams, Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's got what, he's got what he needs to win a Super Bowl. He, he could do it. They have a great line. So to make Aaron Rodgers happy, they clean up some of the front office. I don't think he gets along with some of those guys. Like mm-hmm. he does his family. You know, I, actually I don't think they get along with Rodgers. It's not the other way around. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh no. So obviously this There's guy's, a common denominator. Yeah, obviously here. this guy's the problem, right? <laughs> there's definitely but a common denominator. There's a kicker to it. He's an MVP quarterback, so he can do what he wants. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my just a hunch. Packers re-sign Rodgers, and they clean up some of the front office to make my guy happy. I could see it happening. I think uh, a lot of people want to see him go to Denver. A lot of people want to see him, you know, do this or that. Honestly, wouldn't be mad if he went to Denver. Last what three a... years of Aaron Rodgers' career, we smack him up twice <laughs> a year. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> you got Aaron Rodgers in the Broncos, Justin Herbert in the Chargers, Mahomes in the Chiefs, you got to feel bad for John Gruden and Derek Carr in, in, in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if that ends up happening, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was a time in the offseason where it was rumored that Russell Wilson may get traded to Vegas right. or Deshaun Watson may be going there. Right. If something like that were to happen yeah. and you have those that quad of quarterbacks in that division, That'd you're looking nutty. at the Chargers like, damn, you might win t- seven games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least they have a like a club in one of their end zones, though. Oh my gosh! If they're doing anything right, it's for the fans. Yeah, fan entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, can you imagine <clears throat> after winning the AFC Championship, going and clubbing in the bottom of Arrowhead? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Just partying it up. Yeah, before we get back the, on the bus. The low price of two thousand a game, <clears throat> two thousand bucks a game. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, we just got wrecked 35 to 7. But hey, the party's downstairs, guys. <laughs> you got Mark Davis on the mic. Yeah. Remember, everyone, go downstairs, tip your tip your bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> Last call. <laughs> I'm already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> He's gotta be oh, with yeah. that haircut. <laughs> you have to be. I get haircuts every Thursday. And I start drinking at 6 a.m. on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mark. Get it to the other guy. Right. All right, Dan. Sign us off here, bud. Yes, sir. Um, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen, for the patience to for us to get this episode back out to you guys. Um, you know, everyone who was there for the NFL draft, you know, we appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to check that out. I'm really excited to continue this progress. I know, Trey, we're, you're ready to get back into it as well. Absolutely. <clears throat> With the summer coming up, we're going to be doing more stuff, uh, you know, fantasy football related towards, you know, July, August. Uh, there's going to be a lot of futures bets that we can talk about, a lot more offseason news. The NBA playoffs are still running strong. MLB is going to start up here, uh, you know, heating up here shortly when it comes to the All-Star break. So we're going to have content for you guys to talk about. Um, so just keep tuning in. Keep patience with us. Keep bearing with us. And uh, we're, we're excited to get back into 2021 football because that's really where the peak's going to be absolutely all right everybody check out instagram facebook do the deal you know how it is listen to the podcast spotify apple podcast whatever you like to listen to i think that's all we got dan all right appreciate your time guys let's get hype